to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be bringing you guys all the latest news in and around Coapa. We're going to be recapping that 2-1 victory at home against Necaxa. We're going to give you guys everything you need to know ahead of the America Puebla match at the Estadio Azteca and everything that's going on in and between those two things. And of course, joining me today, as always, it is New York's favorite resident, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Ivan. I'm doing good. I hope everyone is doing well. Ivan, I hope you're doing well. Uh, excited to talk about America, you know, uh, favorite part of the week, recapping our Aguilas, even though they disappoint me so much, but I still love them. Yeah, it's a love and hate relationship at this point with America, and we'll talk about all the flaws that we saw in and around the game against Nakaxa because there was plenty, and I mean plenty, of stuff to kind of, you know, uh, go really dig deep into what was going on wrong in there. But at the end of the day, America gets the three points, but again, we'll talk about that in just a second. We have news in regards to transfer rumors, at least players leaving, and no, it's not a foreign player, so don't get your hopes up whatsoever and then we'll get you guys ready for the game against Puebla which is on Saturday as well at home we'll see what happens but with that said Christian are you ready to talk all things America in regards to this game that happened against Nagaxa yes sir let's get it going all righty then well let's get started here America faced off against Nagaxa in what we expected to be a matchup where we thought America would go out there, dominate, do their thing, score a couple of goals, and put behind kind of that, you know, bad performance against Querétaro. But Christian, it was not that at all. It was a game in where, quite honestly, we were lucky to walk away with all three points. If anything, I think Nagaxa deserved at least a point out of this, if not all three points. Yeah, no. So let's just start from the top. No, I think uh, America started the game flat. Um, very minimal creative ideas coming from the team. Um, and honestly, it just didn't look like in America like we're used to seeing. Uh, last season, uh, we did we saw very little from Linus and Suarez, very little from Roger. Um, and, you know, just the midfield wasn't very cohesive. The defense, of course, uh, you know, same thing as usual, not really up to par with what, and what we need them to be. Um, it was just a complete mess, and like you said, Ivan, it's uh, it's lucky that Nakaxa didn't know how to capitalize on a couple of these chances, uh, because I think the only good thing about the whole game is that Oscar Jimenez was almost perfect the whole entire game. Almost perfect, indeed. I will say that it, I think it's uh, it's on him the goal that Nakaxa score on of us could have could have parried it better. But you are right. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for Oscar Jimenez, this game would have been a whole different story. But then again. That's what your goalkeeper is there for to do in yeah. order to keep those 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 goals out. But let's let's talk about what you mentioned. America started off flat in 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 the beginning. Actually, I would argue that they never really got out of that little slump. I think it was flat throughout the entire of the match, mm-hmm. the entirety yeah, of the match. Excuse me. Definitely could argue that. Yep. I, I I mean, there was just no versatility going forward. It it felt very much just that flat it, it, everywhere. The defense 
was just off. I mean, Casares maybe is the only one true highlight, but even then, he had a couple of situations here and there. Um, the only one that really, really can say had a good game besides Oscar Jimenez is the man on the screen right now, which is Salvador Reyes. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk, let's, that, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, though. I, so I think this is something that kind of us and almost every Americanista anticipated coming into the season that, you know, uh, Chava Reyes having a breakout season last uh, last year with Puebla, uh, being named one of the, one of the defenders of the year. And, you know, we, we kind of knew he was going to get in a position like this. I don't think anyone expect, expected it this early, um, but he's firing right now. You know, he has two solid games under his belt. Um, scoring in one, I mean, assisting in one, scoring in one, sorry, scoring in one. And, um, you know, the, everything points to him to uh, being a, a starter for Solari. Um, and, you know, this, this could be the, the start of something new because, you know, he had this new offensive prowess that Fuentes was lacking last season. And that's what we kind of needed from Fuentes also. But, you know, uh, I think Reyes can do a better job if giving the, the minutes. And right now he's proving himself. He has definitely proven himself. And I think we all expected Chavarez to eventually break out into the starting eleven, like you mentioned. But we did I don't expect that I don't think any of us expected to be the second game right away. I thought maybe right, exactly. by the sixth game, maybe he would already start breaking in there, getting that starting eleven. But I don't see Luis Fuentes taking his position after this game at all. Um, which is interesting because we just signed Luis Fuentes onto an extension contract. But it's not to say that Luis Fuentes won't play a vital role this season either. Of course. Because I think the more better Chava Reyes gets, the more attention he's going to get from the national team, right? And so we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, that left back position is is he's going to have a lot of competition, especially with yeah. you know the big one being Arteaga in in Europe. But it was to say that he can't go and do some work, you know. So of so we'll course, have to wait and know? see. And and promising stuff from from Chava Reyes, right? Definitely, yeah. First and, game, you know, of course. So you mentioned uh, Fuentes and Reyes, and while they're both known for their, you know, sometimes uh, contributing to the offense, Reyes just has this extra, like, spark, this little extra movement that kind of separates him from others. And I think that gives him the edge, and, you know, I think that's something America needs desperately right now when they know that our front isn't really creating what we need them to create. And if we need some help from the back, then, uh, you know, uh, everything is welcome. You know, we, we kind of knew that our, our 2018 run was, a big part had to do with our defense contributing to goals and in this game. And if you want to make a run like that, you need everyone to contribute. And I think Reyes is doing a phenomenal job for right now. Well, let's keep it going, but you know, we can't stop here. Definitely. And I mean, just reading off a couple of things, Jacob Lau saying, uh, Oscar Jimenez saved us. He definitely did. We'll talk about that. Uh, you know, there is Nico Castillo rumors, if I'm not mistaken, Chris Rivera says, we'll again, talk about that in just a second. Um, also, Christopher is saying, America Twitter is going to hate me, but boy, do we miss Henry Martin. It doesn't say boy there. I know it doesn't, but we're trying to keep a PG-13 <laughs> right here, Christian. All right? we're, trying to, we're trying to keep it family-friendly as much as we can. This is an interesting one, though, now that we're talking about Chava Reyes. Jacob's mm-hmm. saying, I would play Chava Reyes at left wing and Fuentes as left back. Well, Reyes did play left wing for a little bit, right, in, the, in, in this game? He did, but I... Well, I mean... That's how the assist comes from uh, to Fidalgo because he is in that kind of you know forward position. But I would argue that he would still step in that position even if he was playing left back because again he is a player that Solari's given freedom to kind of push forward and he does like his fullbacks pushing up of and contributing to the attack. He fits. He fits the system. I think that's why Solari is more keen. I think to 
to start Reyes over Fuentes. Um, will he start over over Linus? I don't know. That seems like a little bit too much of a stretch, even though Linus isn't playing um, how we need him to play. Uh, but I don't think I'll rule out anything with Salati and uh, this season because until the Olympic players come back, uh, we're going to need help from wherever we can get it. And if that's the, the solution for right now, then by all means. And I think the argument could be made that no one really is playing how they're supposed to be playing. I that's mean, true. Let's get into it. This game was completely terrible by America. The most frustrated I've been, and I know it's early on in the season, but the most frustrated I've been since America started yeah. this preseason, there was just no identity out there. There wasn't. There the, wasn't. the fact that we were playing very lateral, resetting the ball at times, it just felt like no one had an answer, right? And players and, that you needed yeah. to come and step up big moments, like your wingers, like your Linuses, like your little Suarezes, and your Fidalgos just weren't really making an impact the way we expected them to. And the midfield was a little bit lost at times. Richard, I think, had a very quiet game. I don't really think much of him when I think about this game. Pedro Aquino, whilst he didn't have as bad as a game as he did against Querétaro, this wasn't a complete 180 from him. He still had moments where you're just like, what is going on? And yeah, then, no, you know, if Fidalgo, which, again, he's going to get the glory because he scores the goal at the last minute, but... Again, I mean, sometimes he sits too deep for my liking. And I think that hurts us going forward at times. Mm -hmm. And speaking about frustration, going back a little bit here, if you saw Solari, this was probably one of the most frustrated games I've seen him as an America coach. And, you know, that's got to speak volumes to what's going on within the camp right now. That Things are just not clicking how he needs it to be. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say that the magic is running out because I still think something could come come out of this. It's still early in the season, but Solari getting mad like that is not an, uh, no, a commodity to see. Like, it's rare to see Solari get like that. And when, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the images were showing, it showed he was visibly frustrated with what was going on with this team. And to points that you made, Ivan, you know, there, there are players on this team who need to be having games, uh, like good games uh, every single weekend, and they're just not responding. You said it. Richard Sainz needs to step it up. Morphy Dago needs to step up. Linus needs to be more more productive as as to Leo Suarez and Roger. If he's going to be our best player, games like this can't occur. Um, and I think you know it's starting to get to him. It's starting to think like, why can't my team click? And I don't know what the answer is going to be for the next thing because it's basically the same roster. Nothing's going to change, right? Um, yeah. But you know he's got to find an answer quick because you know another game like this and you don't know what can happen because you know your next opponent is not the same. And we thought this is going to be the easier game. Uh, but it just didn't seem like that, right? So you never know what's going to happen with America. Are we going to go back to that same thing where you don't know what America you're going to get every week? I know that was yeah, be Dylan's favorite thing to say. Yeah, you just kind of have to predict, like, you know, which America are we going to get? Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's never going to be concerning if you don't know how to pick it up. Uh, and because, like, I we got the three points, but we need to keep, uh, keep it going because this is the stretch of the quote-unquote easy games. And we need to win all of them. Uh, we already messed yeah. up on the first one. So, you know, we can't afford any more methods. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's funny enough that you mentioned Dylan here in the comment section saying, boy, are we going to keep talking about the same problems for the next two years? Sure seems like it. And you know what? It goes back to what we were talking about on Twitter yesterday, Christian, where we mentioned about, you know, having no versatility, having no options, having to have Leo Suarez and Linus on the wings. And I told you, well, get used to it because it's only it's a, it's about a two year period until we get rid of one of these two guys. 
or at least till we get to bring in someone else with the way things are going right now with America and the board and the financial stuff and the foreigners, all that stuff. But we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss about this game. And you're right. It, this so-called quote unquote easy matchups have been so far the most difficult. I've seen this America under Solari tenure. They've struggled to get anything going forward. They've struggled to even, you know, string a half decent play together. And even the goals, you look at them, they kind of come at best fortunate for America in, 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 in the way that things land, you know? Yeah. And not to say too, the heroics of Jimenez, if, if, your goalkeeper is not on on his night like that. Nakaxa could have easily been two goals up before we even no. score a goal. No, definitely. I think I think now it's the perfect time to kind of go into that. Oscar Jimenez uh, with a ninety nine percent game. Uh, this this man really does step up when we need him to step up. Uh, and I think that you know you're right. I mean, this game is to him, and he is the only reason why America did not walk away with a point or even zero points. Um. You know, there's. I, I don't think he'll be a starter when Ochoa comes back, but he's definitely putting up the best fight he can. And we need more games like this, especially if we're going to keep with the same with the same last uh, lackluster performances. Um, but even at times, you see him is a little bit frustrated. Like, come on, like you know, you you guys are supposed to be you know, the leaders, talking to you know his CBs. Y'all, you guys got to step it up more. Like, you show out there and go out there and you know start leading these guys. And it just seems like they didn't get it and. You know, constant attack and attack. There was a flurry of literally like six attacks on the cock at one point, and you know, it you can see visibly it was starting to get to him. Yeah, because it, it's frustrating, especially as a goalkeeper. You're just like, come on, guys, like give me some help here. Like, yeah. like I can't do it all, you know. And that's the thing. And we'll go into a little bit more, but I just thought this was funny. Jacob Lau saying, Ivan Pineda para el extremo derecho que busca Solari. Dude, if you put me in that position, I'm going to do worse than uh, Leo Suarez if he was 400 pounds heavier. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not going to end well for anyone in that. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do worse than when, um, who's that player we had from Santos that, uh, no, I'll do worse than Edgar Castillo whenever he was at America. That was bad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, going back to the whole Oscar debate, you know, he, he did well, I think, I, I think a little bit too, um, the fact that he was growing into this game, he got that excess of confidence and he knew that, you know, the spotlight was on him that when that shot comes in, when they could, when we can see the goal, um, he, he, I don't know. I think he, he gets a little bit too, too ahead of himself and parries it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Gives it directly to the to the feet of the Nakaxa player, and then of course you know we concede. But uh, it, it's not to knock down what he did. I even tweeted it. I was like, he he, he was on God mode, and yeah, you know, fortunately for us, he was. And and like you said, I don't you know, this is gonna be great for his resume, um, but he doesn't take Ochoa's spot. Uh, I, I think it's fair because Ochoa is our captain, and so I don't think. Uh, and I think what Ochoa's been doing at the Olympics right now is 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 something to merit as well as you know he he's been having a good Olympics as well, and I make the argument that you know the the ones Jimenez saves I I think Ochoa gets to them just as well. So yeah, no, definitely, and I, I think that's what separates you know Jimenez from Ochoa. I think Jimenez is a little a little, a little clumsy when when shots come like that. I I think he he doesn't like the like you said it when he when the ball comes and he kind of just like hammers it to the defender to the to the player 
you know, I he he does that often. Um, you know, things he should be catching, he kind of just punches away. You know, like um, yeah, I think it's that like that that millisecond uh, decision. Ochoa does so much better that just separates the both of them, and it, it counts. Like I mean, you would know as a keeper, like those yeah. decisions count, especially in moments like this. Um, but no, like you said though, but that's I guess you know we came up with the three points. That's a good thing, and he was on God more, but it's just like those little mistakes that maybe against other teams, um, you know, they could come to bite us back in the behind. But for this game, I think he 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 got an A plus. All right. Well, I mean, A plus is A plus is a good is a good thing. I like it. You know, A plus is I like fine. It. A ninety nine still A plus in my book. It is. It, it technically really is. Um, That's what I'm saying. But no, yeah. I, I mean, you know, he did well, and it, we go back to the same thing, Christian. Though it, it's the it's the defense that keeps giving us those worries, and it's been the same defense that we've been having for what four years now. Yeah, same defense for four years, and it's it's not going good. It's uh, it's things just keep getting worse and worse. Um, and it's it's time that we just get a whole new revamp. Um, and maybe Chavarez is the is 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 the key to the start of a new, I guess, defensive energy that we need. Uh, in this club, definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean. You know, while watching the game, I had so much things that I wanted to talk about. And now, right, I feel like I'm just blanking out here. Um, but I, I, I don't know what what's the one good takeaway we can get away from this, Christian. The only thing that's popping up in my head is that we walk away with the three points. Yeah, that's the only that's, positive. Mm-hmm. That's that is a positive. But also, we have to remember the goals came from somewhere. You know. The goals actually came, and you know whether it was Chavarre, whether it was Fidalgo, whether it could be Linus or Suarez. Next game, the goals are there, and um, I think that's something we were worried about because we 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 didn't look like we were gonna get any considering last game, um, or you know everyone thought it was gonna be like a one nothing or something. But the goals are there, and I think that's something that the team needs to, I guess, kind of feed off of. I'm sorry, feed off of especially the front three. Um, you know, get get Linus Fidalgo. I mean, Linus Suarez and Roger going to say, listen, guys, it's your time to step up. You know, the goal, like, there's a goal on this team. We just need to dig deep and find it, and uh, kind of just start connecting a little bit better. Hopefully, in the next game, uh, we we do that. And you know, that's the interesting thing is is that these players that so called would want to take the opportunity because these other players aren't available right now haven't stepped up. Leo Suarez has been, I mean, for lack of better words, just terrible on the wing. You've had Linus, who I guess maybe his position really isn't in doubt, but I mean, you can always switch Cordoba to play there or Roger. But, you know, he hasn't been the Linus that we know. And, and then you have a player like Roger, who you would think would want to step up and be the number nine. Mm-hmm. But now more than ever, it's clear who Solari's number nine truly is. And he's in Tokyo right now. Yeah, no, definitely. And you can see now that Solari does, does kind of does kind of miss that that big body presence and uh, kind of qualities that Henry does attribute to the team. Um, but I do know someone else who kind of does something similar to Henry and used to provide us with gold, and that's Federico Vinas. And for unfortunately for Vinas, he's battling with something right now. 
Um, he will be available uh, for Solari's disposal for the next game. Um, and now it's just with Solari to see if he wants to utilize him. Um, but it's something to keep an eye out, I guess, because, you know, if you're looking for goals and your front three isn't providing it, you have a striker that's known to kind of play in the similar system that you want to play. It's just, I guess, given, when given the opportunity, he hasn't done enough for you. But us, the fans, know that what Venus is capable of. And we know if you just give him opportunities consistently, he can provide for you. It's just right now, you know, last season he didn't play much. You know, this season, the start of the season, unfortunately, he's battling with something. This is the start. You know, Henry won't be here for for two or three more jornadas. So I think this is the time to kind of really tell Solari, listen, I'm here. You can use me. I, I can be an asset to the team. I can help us win games. You just got to give me a chance. And I think that uh, being needs to understand that if given the opportunity, he needs to go and take four avengers of it because he's given he's been given opportunities in the past. Others he's taken, others not so quite. And I don't care if it's 90, 70, 50, 30 minutes. However long you're on the pitch, you have to show everything and give 100%. And that's the thing. We haven't seen that from players who have been given the starting 11 spot. Like Pedro Aquino's one, right, that we mentioned earlier, just hasn't been looking good. And, I mean, we have coming here from Azul Crema Campeón. Aquino needs some bench time. Nevada should be the titular. And maybe that's an answer. You know, I know so, and I think I kind of agree with him honestly. Aquino's been a little lackluster. I mean, I think he's still feeling effects from his injury that didn't uh, let him play Copa America this summer. Um, it's unfortunate because he had the whole summer to kind of recover. Um, but he seems not to. Uh, he seems to be getting off to a slow start, and I think that's not not ideal for a player of his caliber. And we know what he can bring to the team. Uh, but Naveda's there, you know. Naveda's there, and that's and that's what's good about the, you know some of the young guys on this team. You know, they're hungry, they're ready. And Naveda is, you know, whenever he played, he gave us good performances. So that could be an answer live, and you're right. Yeah, no, you. I, I think it'd be interesting, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And it's interesting. We'll talk, Benedetti, we'll talk Venus in just a moment because you'll have an update on that in regards, Christian, as to how things are going. I just want to, and, and when we get to that discussion, I'll talk as to why I don't think they're going to make it on the bench either this this week. This weekend, excuse me. And um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Interesting here, we have a comment. Boom, boom. I'm sorry. Boom, bap. Chris saying, Roger Henry and Renato as our front three rated. What do you give it? I, I, our current one's about out of, out of four. I give this one about a seven. I give this one a three. A three. Explain. Uh, one, Renato has not been the same Renato ever since that injury he occurred. He got at the in the final against Monterrey. Um, his career has taken a big, big plunder to the ball downwards, obviously. Um, and I just, I don't think he comes in and steps up and is the same Renato as he was before. Um, so you would prefer Suarez over Renato? I would prefer Karel Campos over, over those two. Right now. Because I think once, uh, once the, the players come back from Tokyo, I think Cordova goes into that right wing spot. Really, right um, wing. I'm, yeah, I don't like it. it. I don't like it, but that's where Solari's gonna put him. That's true. Uh Roger, I just don't see it. Man has had one goal since the start of the season in preseason and we haven't seen anything. I get it. He's constantly getting fouled, but he's not doing anything. 
He's arguing with the ref, and that's why the ref's not giving him anything. He's trying to do everything on his own and try to be the creative guy that we know he can be, but it just feels like he's trying to take on too much. And I don't think he's just that player, you know? The problem with, with Roger is he doesn't want to connect with teammates that can also provide some creativity. Imagine if he got along with Hidalgo, you know, on the pitch, obviously, you know. They can make some magic, potentially. Uh, but, but you're right, though. It seems like he feels like he needs to put his whole team on the back, which sometimes you should be able to because you have that much talent and we know you're capable of it, but you can't do it for 90 minutes. I mean, you're right. Like, it's, it's impossible. No one can do it for 90 minutes. Um, and you have players around you who can potentially help you achieve what you're, whatever you're trying to achieve on the pitch. It's just, like you said, I think sometimes he's just a little bit too selfish. Um, hopefully that just turns around. Uh, even more so when, when the Olympic players come back. Um, but you're right, though. Right now, it just doesn't seem he's off to the, to the hottest start. Uh, but I think that there's still time for most of these players to kind of take a full 360 and, and kind of get back oh, yeah. into the... the Definitely. Dumb, dumb it's, it's only the second game of the season now. I mean, right. you know, if they if they change things around in Puebla and we see a whole new America, then we're sitting here saying, okay, job well done, guys. Keep it going, you know? Uh, I think it's just the reality of it is that we know that these players can do better. They're just not giving us better. And and that's the thing that frustrates me, especially given the opportunity that these players have. You'd think that they'd go out there and try to take it for them. But alas, they haven't. And I think it's something that Solari has to get through to them, which I think he plays a big role in this as well. You know, him having to kind of assess who can play, why is it that they can't, you know, follow these simple instructions of tactics and stuff like that? We'll have to wait and see. My last comment on Roger is that he is just not fijo to his position. He's not he's not disciplined enough to stay in the position that our number nine needs to stay in. Because right. if Henry's in that position, you don't see Henry starting the playoff in like the left wing position. And now you're just thinking, well, there's no one in the box now for anyone to get across in. And that's the thing that frustrates me. It's just like at times. The idea is pretty simple for what Salati's trying to do right now, right? Have your wingers touch the byline, have one of them either cross the ball or cut in and take a shot. But whenever they cross the ball, there's no one there really no as a presence. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. Fidalgo. Funny enough, one of the shortest players on the pitch gets ahead to it and gives us the winning goal. But you think. And we have a defender and literally on the penalty spot making the goal as well. Exactly. Like that's, that's You're not, like, that's not time that's thing. Not that's, that's supposed thing. to happen. Those are FIFA things. That's not real life things, but they're happening. So it's definitely a little, a little weird and strange uh, how Roger does play number nine role because I, like you said, Ivan, I think he's a player that needs space. He's a player that that wants to be the one to kind of initiate the play, not the one to kind of just you know sit by, you know in the box and just finish it. Um, that you know that's just not him, you know. And I get it. There's players like that. It's not new. Um, so I honestly think that maybe if you do get him in a better position, like a winger, Roger, I think you would get more out of him. It's just right now, I think he's just trying to do a lot, like like you mentioned previously. And that's why I don't think we're seeing the best in him yet. But I think once the Olympic players come back, I think we're going to see a much better version of Roger Martinez. Well, let's hope so. I think, uh, I, I think we, need, we need to see that best version since Querétaro. So mm. well, we'll see what happens against Puebla. But... Um, I mean, that pretty much just wraps it up. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, if you had to rate this, you'd probably give America what? Out of 10? A five. A five at best five. because they got the three bad. points. 
three points. That's the only reason why. And he managed yeah. gets gets four of those four of those five points. So exactly. <laughs> right. And Chav- so. Chava Reyes, you know, Chava Reyes and Pilar, to get that yeah. extra one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pilar can just split split a point. It's true, man. And that's it. Was just so frustrating watching America. It, it you just felt. You just felt like there was no, there wasn't an answer, and you looked at players out on the pitch and on the bench. You're just like, there's still no answer. And I mean, sometimes you know they say the luck of a champion, right? You win games that maybe some sometimes you weren't meant to win. And could this be one for America? I mean, I want to argue. Hopefully, not so early in the season, but we'll have to wait and see. But again, America gets all three points in the home opener against uh, Necaxa and Estadio Azteca, a rainy night in in. Uh, in Mexico City, but uh, nonetheless, three points, and now Solari has nothing to think about but Puebla, and we'll see what happens. We'll get you guys that preview in just a second, but Christian, anything else to add on in regards to America versus Nakaxa? No, I, th- I think we hit on all the points. Um, if anyone else has any additional comments, please leave it in the chat. Um, but but yeah, no, uh, hopefully American thing can kind of just turn things around uh, against um, in, in, in the next home game. Um and just want to see a better America performance. Definitely, <laughs> I, I I don't want to see that lateral passing that then leads to resetting the ball. And then I, I think um Jacob said it perfectly. He said it's just so frustrating seeing Aguilera with the ball every ten seconds. There's no need. You know? No need for There's it. There's no need. There's no need for I, it. Exactly. I, I understand the concept of resetting. Like it's it's like people do it. Like teams do it. It's necessary at times. You don't do it when you have full control of the ball and you're trying to move up and you go back, that just doesn't, doesn't make sense, you know? And we uh-huh. have players that can break lines. So try it. Even if it doesn't work, it's not going to work all the time, but try it at least. You never know yeah. when you're going to catch a defense sleeping. That's the thing that I just don't see enough creativity from America. That's what frustrates me. Fred is around saying, what do you guys think about a front three of Linus, Vinas, and Roger? Better not uh, count, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it it sounds interesting because of what we could have, but Roger on the right hand side has always felt very non-existent. For yeah, me. and very very strange. I don't think he feels comfortable at all playing at the right hand side. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 a good shout, Freddie. It's a good shout. Um, but alrighty then. Uh, one last thing. Also, Gonzalez had the game of his life against America. Uh, they all seem to do. Yeah, right. And then also Gonzalez and Aguilera as captains of both teams. That was something you never thought you'd see. But hey. Liga MX. Liga MX, baby. It is what it is. But all right, let's move on into the next segment. But before we do, I want to remind everyone today's episode is brought to you by Fuckcult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out Fuckcult.com, get some amazing products, and you guys can get 10% off all of that by using the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, Look at that. that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Look at this beauty of a kit that we dropped not so long ago. And, uh, hey, if there is enough demand, we are willing to make this kit come to life. So let us know uh, whether you guys want to see more stuff like that. And, of course, we have plenty and plenty of stuff cooking for you guys with Foot Cult. So please, please make sure you guys follow them on Twitter, on Instagram. Use that discount code. And, again, thank you to Foot Cult for sponsoring today's episode. But all right, and Christian, let's move on into the next segment, which is yours entirely. Any updates in and around the world of Coapa? Transfer rumors, because I see someone asked about it earlier right now. 
Jacob Lau saying, do you guys think the George Sanchez rumors are true that Everton and Spurs are interested in him? What do you have on that? Nico Castillo rumors, anything. Are we getting a new signing anytime soon, Christian? All right. So am I, is my mic working? Yeah, your mic's working. Oh, is it working? Okay, because I, I heard a noise. I didn't know if it was my mic or not. All right. So transfer news. Yes, everyone loves them. Everyone wants to know about them. We'll start off with the little ones. Nico Castillo. Uh, it seems like he does have one offer, but it's not convincing to America. And the offer doesn't even come from anywhere that we know. It comes from his hometown, uh, his home country in Chile. Just the offer is not convincing enough for him. He doesn't want to go back. If anything, he would rather go somewhere like the MLS. Um, unfortunately, MLS teams are kind of taking precautions on him because of his injury. And they just don't know if he's worth the gamble. Um, that, and also just, you know, the high, you know, the high salary that he wants. Um, it's just, the MLS teams are usually notorious for throwing money at, at, at players that really don't deserve it. Um, but for some reason, they're taking a caution with, with, with Diego Castillo. Um, so there's baby rumors with Castillo, nothing concrete yet. Um, for right now, everything kind of still stays the same. Um, and then the kind of the big one of the day of Jorge Sanchez being, uh, looked at being looked at by Everton and Spurs scouts. Um, this rumor is true. Um, I know there was a, a reporter the, the kind of debunking the rumor, but no, it, it is true. There are scouts looking at him. There's no offer made. He is on the short list for both teams, but he's not high on the list. If you know, um, They have other options, but the Olympics performances have you know raised, raised an eyebrow on these two teams. And uh, they're just going to watch them closer for the rest of the Olympics. And let's see what comes of it. Um, no offer yet from either Spurs or um, from either Spurs or um, uh, or Everton. Um, it doesn't seem like anything's going to you know, concrete yet. Uh, but just keep an eye out. I mean, I, I don't think George leaves this, this summer. But I think he'll probably leave uh, in, in the winter or next summer. Um, but yeah, that's it on, on Jorge. Um, and it seems like there's also scouts on uh, on Cordova, but like again, there's just it's just scouts watching him. It's not any offer made. When there's an offer made, it becomes much more serious because there, then you have the possibility of him leaving. Right now, there's no possibility of anyone leaving. I know I, that's not something you want to hear, uh, but that's just kind of like the the thing is right now. Uh, it's just it's just you know I'm looking at you, but I'm not going to offer for you just yet. Which seems sounds about right, you know. Sounds about right. Now I just want everyone to just kind of re- take a second and realize that m- the players that are, have more of a possibility of leaving are Mexican and none of them are foreigners. So we are stuck in the same position that we have been stuck for the past three months. No one's leaving. We haven't found a home for Renato. We haven't found a home for Nico Castillo. We haven't found a home for Nico Benedetti, and it looks like Vinas, for the most part, is staying at America. No one is moving. No one it is going to move. It seems like that for now. It seems like that for now. There's still time, and there's a very long market of hours. But yes, Ivan, as of right now, it seems like your predictions are coming true. I want to remind everyone that we have officially started August. That gives America one, two, three, four weeks. As of day, as of right now, recording, America has four weeks and one day to make things happen. Four weeks 
in one day. The the, the timers on on Santiago Baños and uh, everyone at America to get something done. Four weeks. That sounds like a lot of time and not enough time at the same time. Because you got to move two foreigners, not just one. You got to move two foreigners. It's not looking good. And next week, Christian, if we come back and we're in the same boat, that's three weeks. And that's even less. That's even less. So, I mean, let's see what happens. Things are very quiet in and around Coapa. That can either be a good thing or a bad thing. I'm putting my money on the ladder. So, we'll have to wait and see. But again, those are your updates. Those are your rumors. That is what's going on right now in Coapa. No one likes it. I don't even think the players involved with this like it, but the reality of it is we have what we have, and we'll have to wait and see what America does, and we just know it's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. Um, one last thing here. Chris saying, I don't want George to leave. Layun is a full, and Layun be a full-time starter. Yeah. That's debatable. I think we can, uh, well, yeah, it's true, but I mean, look, I, I, I agree also needs money, so that's true. But I don't know that 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 that'd be a big loss in my opinion. Any information on this? I did see America was in talks with Santos slash Atlas ownership for Benedetti. Any info on that? Mm, not that I know of. No. All right. Well, we'll get you guys more news in regards to all the transfers going on in and around America for next week. And if you guys don't want to wait for next week, you guys can also follow us on social media at Eagle Eye Podcast. We have you guys covered with all things in regards to Sagrada uh, de America, in regards to transfer rumors, uh, who's leaving, who's going, who could potentially come in. Spoiler alert, no one. Um, and, you know, things in around the world of America. So, so funny. I mean, look, Christian, call me, what is it, Negative Nancy? Yeah, Negative Ivan. Call me whatever you want, but I'm going to say here, on September 1st, though actually we don't podcast on September 1st, I'm going to say here, on September 6th, Labor Day weekend, Labor Day, actually. we, we, We don't get off on Labor Day? Actually, you know what, who knows, because I might be flying in from Dallas that day, so... That, that's not the point. Point is, come September 1st, I'm going to be like, I told you guys. I told you. Okay. And hey, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, also, yeah, if that, you trailed me this weekend, you won money because I told you about the house and we won. So, and By the way, if it wasn't for Jimenez, we would have lost the house. I, well, I have a new house now, so there you go. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, that does it in regards to that aspect. All right, Christian, let's wrap up today's episode with the preview. America versus Puebla, second game at the Estadio Azteca, which I think is going to do America some good to not have to travel, going to stay yeah. at home, get to do what we do best, and that is hopefully win in the Estadio Azteca. Funny enough, I was hearing the commentators, and I can't believe that this stat was true, but America is undefeated under Solari in the Estadio Azteca, which is something that I don't think we've had for quite some time, you know? The, uh, that, that, that feeling of having the Azteca as a fortress has kind of been lost here and there, but it's yeah. nice to know that Stolari has integrated that back again. No, definitely, and I think 
you know, it's just, I think the players just feed off of it, you know, feed off of playing at home. Um, I think Florida understands the importance of being at home and, you know, presenting yourself as a force at home. Um, I think it'll get even better when, you know, fans, more fans start attending the game. Um, can we just take a step back? I was a little disappointed with the, with the attendance this weekend. I, I think that... But I told you I told you it was going to be like that because it was going to rain. I, yeah, and it, it sucks too because they, they even got an earlier start time too. Um, and I just expected more fans. Hopefully we get more this weekend. Uh, just a little disappointed. But when more fans start attending the games and when you really start feeling, you know, somewhat what the Azteca can be, um, I think that's going to add on to the to the fire that Salati's been lighting under these players. And like I said, it's a, it's a very positive thing that Salati has, uh, has instilled that in the players to kind of make um, make it known that this is your house, you have to defend it, and you have to play like, you know, it's a, like, it, like it's a final, basically, at your house. You know, you, you don't want to lose at your home. You want teams to fear you. Like, look at the schedule. Damn, we got America at the Azteca. Let's chalk it up as an L already, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he wants, and I think little by little he's getting that. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, spoiler alert for you, Christian. No one's gonna attend the way that they want to attend. We got thunderstorms all week at uh, in Mexico City. So you have it's the not Mexico City good. weather on your phone. Oh yeah, dude. Always, I always have uh, my home uh, weather on 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 my app, dude. Always gotta uh, know okay. what's going going on back home. Um, but that game is also going to be early enough, Christian, that same, same fans type. can go and attend. Because it is another 5 p.m. kickoff time, Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. local time, and Central Standard Time, if that's how you know it as. And, of course, for you, Christian, it is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard is Time. I say you? local time because, huh? Is someone behind you? Uh, I hope not. Uh, the kind of door is kind of open, no? I think so. Or the door's behind you? Dude, I hope that door's... It's been open. You sure? Because I will go back. Yeah, because I, I never closed my. I never closed oh, my. Oh, okay, okay. Because I saw, my, I saw like I think someone walked by. And I saw a shadow, and that's why I noticed it. I thought someone was behind you. No, I'm sorry, man. My bad. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not going to bed tonight. Um, <laughs> it's okay. If, if if there's a ghost here, I'll, I'll just tell them to to wake me up in time for the Mexico Olympic match. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, that game is early enough for fans to hopefully make it. Uh, that game is also going to be broadcasted through through the NA, and my beloved AJ is going to be covering that game live for you guys over on Twitter. So you guys are going to be covered up to date with everything going on in and around that matchup. Now, Christian, what can we expect from this game? What what, what changes do you think Solari is going to do? Maybe not so much in the start of 11, but what is he going to try to implement on these players in order to get a better matchup than we did against Nakaksa? I think Solari re- realized last game that his players were not creative, they were not aggressive enough. I think he's gonna, he, he's gonna I think he, he needs to focus on that on training this week. Um, whatever eleven he works with, um, their mission is to go forward and forward and oh yeah, forward. Um, this Boilet team is not the Boilet team from last year. They are struggling heavily right now, um, and this is literally the perfect game to instill confidence in certain players like the front three and like Richard Sanchez. Um, so this definitely has to be an all out. You guys gotta go, go, go. And don't be afraid to take chances. Yes, you might lose the ball here or there, but know how to come back defensively. I think that's one of the t- things that Salati does well with his teams is, you know, lose the ball and you kind of just come back and regroup as a team. Um, that, that kind of just minimizes, uh, you know, breakaway chances, uh, by, by a lot. And I think if we can just, you know, just keep pouncing and pouncing on the Puebla defense, we're going to break them eventually. 
Um, and you know, we're and we're gonna get a goal, and then another goal here, and then um, we're, we 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 can kind of just you know go 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 on a run here. Um, I don't think we're gonna go like a five nil game. I, I don't expect that, obviously, not right now at least. Um, uh, but I I could uh, I could see uh, you know us kind of you know hurting Puebla in the possession and then turning down to goals. Um, I need another solid game from Jimenez. I don't think Jimenez will have a lot of trouble this this game only because, like I said, this Puebla team is not the same. They're struggling heavily right now. I think this is the perfect game for America to kind of just go out there and really show that they are not the team that we've seen the past two weeks. I like it. I think perfectly. You you put it perfectly, right? Being as aggressive as possible and having that instilled in their players' mind that hey, look, go out there, get the three points, but also get the goals because goal differential at the end of the day might come to play a role in this, you know, qualification time. Whether that puts you in first place, second place, you know, third place, we're trying to aim in that top two spots like we did last season, and so. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, Dylan saying, so I'm hearing a clean sheet against Puebla. Then, yes, let's hope so, right? I mean, we have one against Querétaro. Could have well, actually, I don't think we deserved a clean sheet against Nakaxa of how terrible we played, and we didn't get one. Um, but I think this is a game that where you start to hopefully turn things around for the better. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Give me your predicted lineup. Does anything change? Um. Yes, I have. I think uh, two changes, or yeah, two changes. I think uh, from my predicted lineup because it's kind of a, almost the same as last week's uh, starting lineup. So I'll have uh, Jimenez in there. Obviously, I have Layun, uh, Sebas Cáceres, Bruno Valdez, and Chavarez as the defense. Santi Navela, Richard, and Fidalgo as the midfield. And up top is the same three: uh, Linus Suarez and Roger Martinez. All right, and then can we just quickly address this saying, damn, they closed the door behind you? That That is not true because the, I would have heard <laughs> that, all right? I would have heard that. You guys are just playing with me. I'm scared of the dark. You guys know this already, and you guys are just trying to play on, on, on my fears. But to that starting 11 that you just put, interesting enough, you are sitting, you are benching Aquino. I am benching Aquino. I think he needs this, this game to kind of reassess his mind. Uh, like, why isn't he, you know, doing what Aquino does normally? Um, you know, it, maybe, it, maybe it's just what, this is what he needs. I think just the mental reset, even though it's only the, the third game of the season, but it's just uh, something doesn't seem right with him right now. I think everyone can see it. There's not the Aquino that we know uh, from last season. So, you know, Navella looked hungry. Uh, and, you know, I, I think Navella can, can do well this game against the Spoiler team. I like it. I like it. Um, Sebas Bruno, right? That's, I think, the mm-hmm. partnership that we were all expecting. I was surprised not to see Bruno start against Nikaxa. Me too. Me too. But we'll have to wait and see whether he does start against Puebla, which I think he might. Um, again, we'll have to wait and see. The front three, I mean, not you really much of much. a change yeah, can you do, right? I mean, yeah, unless I you put Kare. Leo or Vinas for Roger. I mean, there's right. there's a couple of ways to switch it up, but this in theory should be our strongest front three. Yeah, in theory, yes, in theory. And I guess that's all we have to work with right now is theory. But um, where was I going with this? I had a really good point to make, and now all I could think about is the door. The fact, yeah, the door, and 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 the fact that Bruno is playing over Aguilera. Huh. There hmm. was a point to be made here, Christian. Hmm. 
and it's completely slipped my mind. But it's yeah, okay. Yeah, well. We'll, well, we'll come back to it later. We'll see if it ever comes back to me. Oh, yes, never mind. I've got it. Now, uh, you mentioned that Benedetti and Federico Vinas, in theory, should be good to go for this matchup, right? Obviously, they because be they've though. missed so much, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be taken into consideration for the starting 11 spot. But, right. but I would also argue that they're not going to make the bench either. Remember, I, we are in a new era where you can only have 10 foreigners on your team and only only eight of them can see the start the the match day squad. Right. So in theory, you would have to sit out Aguilera and either Benedetti or Vinas takes uh takes that spot. And who right. who do you think takes it? If it is the case that Aguilera sits out, Vinas. Vinas. I agree. I think it has to be Vinas. Yeah. But I don't think any of them are going to see the bench. I don't I think, think so either. I, I think it's going to be Aguilera. If either or do see the bench, I think that'd be a big surprise to everyone. No, th- they both can't. No, I, I said either one. If either or. Oh, either or. Okay. If either yeah. or sees the bench, it'd be a surprise to everybody. It would be. But then again, you don't need them because Aguilera, in theory, can see the the the, the tri- tribuna and you have Jordan Silva that can play center back or should be <laughs> playing center back. But <laughs> it's a whole different, that's a whole different point. But again, don't get your hopes up. Vinas and Benedetti are not going to make this, the bench. I don't really know how we're going to work with this whole foreigner squad, you know? <laughs> and Chris saying Jordan Silva equals Emmanuel Aguilera, which I think he's onto something right there. Listen. Could be a possibility. Uh, but all right, let's, let's let's say that, you know, this is the starting 11 that does go out and play. What do you want to see, tactically speaking? And I know we don't want to see so much resetting of the ball, but what do you want to see America do? Like I said earlier, I think you got to be more aggressive with the ball. You got to just go out there and just, you know, kind of just start breaking down the Puebla wall um, and just get some chances and make, be creative with your passes, you know, start making these runs that players, you know, like, like, uh, like uh, Suarez and Linus know how to do, um, get in behind the defense, you know, Roger, start doing um, the, the little, little step over feints and shooting the ball. Like you guys got to just come up with anything to not be as stagnant as you've been just, you know, at the start of the season. I think once you start being that much more creative, teams get thrown off by that because teams don't know what you're going to do next because you're, you're just throwing them with, you know, different things and, you know, you're, you're, you're just keeping them on their feet. Um, and some way or how they're going to slip up. It, it does happen. You know, you, you throw at them different things and they're not always going to be prepared for it. Um, like Chris just said, take shots from deep, you know, even though if they don't, you know, they don't, they, they go out in like the, the fifth deck, but at least they're trying. Um, I would like to see more shots near goal or at least on goal. Um, but yeah, definitely take more shots long time. We have players, we have Chava Reyes, we have Richard Sanchez, we have Roger Martinez, we have Leo Suarez who know how to shoot the ball. But you know, you just haven't seen that as much as you would like to in the start. And I think if you just do that, be more creative, keep the full up defense guessing, you have a better shot at scoring a goal and in theory having the game on your hands and easier to control instead of this lackluster, painful, you know, kind of just crawling for a victory type play that we've been seeing. It doesn't suit us at all. And it shouldn't be suiting us with the type of squad that we have. 
Definitely. And I want to take a moment just to reiterate what, what Chris was saying there. Take that long shot. We don't see that enough from this America side. I feel like I feel like they want to walk the ball into the back of the net at times, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you have to be, like you mentioned, a little bit more spontaneous with the way that you go at people's defense and trying to break down their wall. And sometimes a 30-yard shot is exactly what we need. I mean, you saw that from America last season. I mean, you saw Richard score a half-court shot, right? Exactly. You saw, you saw a couple worldies. You saw, uh, you know, Pedro Aquino. You saw Suarez take... score. Yeah, Pedro Aquino, exactly. So players get... that know how to shoot. You just got to go. Let it, let, it, let it out, man. Let it out. Yeah, you just got to go out there. Put your laces behind it. And like you mentioned, even if it goes a bit off, off, off target, at least start getting that in integrated as part of the play get that instilled in you that you know what i have the space i have a 20 30 yard shot let me have a go at it you know because look at nagaxa they took a long range shot and it worked out perfectly for them our goalkeeper spilled it and they capitalized on it right and i think that's something that america needs to do sometimes that's all it is so like you mentioned be a little bit more creative have a little bit more kind of creativity. I'm looking at Fidalgo to really spark this attack. We've seen it do it before. And at times you've showed it, right? Getting into pocketed spaces, trying to open up the play. I just don't like the sentence. He has to start the play so deep in between that I'm just like, well, now what's going to happen? You know? And I would also argue too that sometimes Fidalgo is the reason why we reset so much. I, I, I can see that. I can see that 100%. He gets the ball takes on one and then he's like oh that can't go there there's two players so he's like let me go back and he's like well i gotta force my way even more back more back and now it's like well now we've reset all the way back yeah so this, sometimes- i need him to be a little bit more decisive when he has an opportunity he thinks about making a pass and he's like ah, i'm probably just gonna play it safe and not make that pass which sometimes it is the right play but most of the times also as well you can't see him just doing it alone and and it could be his fault that he's doing it alone too because he's not telling. Hey, listen, come with me. We could try to get something here, or you know, talk about it before the game. Listen, if I do this, I need you to you know make this run. Um, you know, it's just communication. I think there's not it's not something's not clicking between Fidalgo, Richard, and the front three, and that needs to change because once they start clicking a little bit more, you're gonna start seeing the more you know the little 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 cheeky passes here and there that uh that these players can do, and then in turn break down the wall. Um, and then, you know, get, get more, you know, deter, uh, deter shots on net. So definitely, I, I think you're right with that. I think we needs to kind of be the one to kind of just lead the troops saying, listen, I'm going to do this, but you guys, you guys always need to do this to help me. And, you know, we have a better chance of doing, uh, of getting a goal if we do this. Definitely. I want to read out something Chris said saying Fidalgo is in a natural camp. He really should be playing more behind, to be honest. That's why I've said if Richard was to be sold, Fidalgo takes over that spot perfectly. Cordoba then slides into that camp position. Thoughts? I like it. Um, I think Fidalgo does have that that kind of mentality of he wants to be the one to kind of just start it up and you know kind of just take the ball down and and you know whatever whatever he sees in front of him go play with it um at times though i think that it could suit him um i just don't know if i i yeah i mean it can i can see it um i just need to see it in game for me to really get my you know 100 percent analysis because it just seems at times maybe he's just not he's not fit for it uh, he has qualities for it, but you know I just got to see it in action. So maybe we'll see it sometime during the season, and hopefully, hopefully we get a kind of a gist of what he can, what he can do 
you know, if he starts to play from behind. I think if Solari was to implement that, to put Cordoba and Fidalgo in the center of the of the pitch, we need to see more of what the Olympic squad is running right now, that 4-3-3, where you have the three midfielders, where it's two cams, uh, two cams, sorry, excuse me, two center midfielders and one center defensive mid. Then you can truly see Fidalgo play in that position because w- one of them will have a little bit more liberty to go and one can cover, or they both can go, and then you have a good center defensive mid who can cover. I think, but what Solari wants to do is have a cam at the moment. And I think preferably he wants Fidalgo in that spot. Right. Because of the players he has available. Yeah. But who's to but say that? We he know, had like, Cordoba last season. You're and right. He played him and, on the wing. Right. Because that's because Richard, you know, was having a good season ish last year. And, you know, you you can't take off Richard. You know, if you have Richard, you're going to use Richard available, right? Like, it's one of those players that you kind of just need to have there. Um, and, you know, and it didn't seem like, even when Richard got subbed out, he had other players in mind that to take over the position instead of dropping Fidalgo and then sliding Cordoba over as Cam, you know? Um, you know, he put in Alan Medina in, in there sometimes for Richard. Um, so it just seems like, so that doesn't see Fidalgo as that role. That's why I kind of just worked a little against it. Um, but I do see where Chris is coming from and where maybe he can excel at it. It's just, like I said, I need to see it in action first before I could really see if you would be a true fit there. Definitely. Now we have Jose Ramirez saying, I think we need Renato instead of Leo. And you know what, Jose? I, I think a lot of Americanistas would agree with you, but the reality of it is that Renato is still non-existent for this America board yeah, and for this America team. Belong, he is belong, not going to... Yeah, he's not going to be playing for America. So, and But hey, he's still getting paid by America. So if you ask me, the one winning here is Renato. And we're losing. That's true. But hey, that's that's another hour topic of conversation, which we do not have. Um, he said, I'll even take Benedetti over Leo. Your thoughts on that? I tell it a million times, but I get clowned for it, though. So, But you know, Benedetti on the right just isn't the same. And at the end of the right, it doesn't have speed. Our butts, I mean, neither does Leo, but I feel like Leo, Leo is a lot more comfortable hugging the touchline than Benedetti is. Benedetti would 100% do better than Leo Suarez on the right wing this season. I take one leg Benedetti over Leo Suarez right now. <laughs> I think you and you alone only because I, I don't yeah, think a lot of fine. us would. And that's fine. So we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep struggling with, with Leo Suarez and, you know, Benedetti's there. Waiting for an opportunity, but it's all right, though. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep Leo Suarez, all right? We'll keep Leo Suarez. All right, then. Well, to wrap it up here, what is your prediction for Saturday's matchup? Um, I'll, I'm going to run the back. 2 nothing America. 2 nothing America. All right. I am going to go 1-0 America. I'm going to go conservative. I'm going to go the Solari way. And we get a goal. Imagine you get an early goal, like a two-minute goal, and then it's it stays 1-0 for the rest of the match. Man, that, how salty would you be? See, Jacob's with me. Oh, Jacob's with 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 Christians. Yeah, I don't know whether he's going with a two zero. Oh no, because he just came back with his prediction. Jacob's oh, always ah, also on. going with a one zero. Uh, well, uh, but I think mind, I think he's with you in regards to Benedetti. Yes, he is. Yes, I, I that, that's what I got from it too. So we're there with that. All right, we got AP Junior going with a two one victory for America. Anyone else want to weigh in their prediction before we wrap up the episode? Um, 
But I will say this, though. I think if America can get these three points and playing a little bit more convincingly, then I think we can we're, ease we're off a little bit. Right track, yeah, right? and then yeah. you think we're tracking back to where we need to be, right? Right, so, right, right. Mm-hmm. All right. We have Jose going with a 3-1 victory for America. I can see that too. Funny enough, I could but, see that. But I've told you guys, this America team on the Solari doesn't score a lot of three-goal games, right? They're, they're very far few and in between. So just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. So Laddie's not the type of manager to go out there and ask his team for three goals or more. But again, could it change against Puebla? It could so. Uh, Chris going with a 1-0 victory also. Leo Suarez free kick goal. Interesting. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But that pretty much wraps it up, Christian. We'll, we'll be with you guys next week to talk things all America in regards to that aspect. The transfer window clock will continue to wind down. And will America do anything? I highly doubt it. But again, tune in next week to see what our thoughts and opinions are. And uh, yeah, keep it with us over on social media, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Oh, excuse me. We will have you guys covered with all things America in regards to that game against Puebla. And everything else that goes in and around the world of Coapa, whether that's ladies, whether that's men's, whether that's our players at the Olympics. We'll have you guys come up with all that thing and all that aspect. One last thing, Christian. That Cordoba celebration against uh, Korea. Your thoughts? Amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It's um, it's nice to see that these players are you know are recognizing who 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 the real goat is. You know, uh, in in, in the footballing world. Uh, No, it was great to see. I, I loved it. Definitely too, and you know what, Cordoba won me over just a little bit more after that celebration. So, dude, I, uh, I, need, no, I yeah. need a poster of that. I need a poster of Contemo doing it, and I see I need a poster of. Okay, so I need a poster of Contemo doing both celebrations, and then I need you know underneath Henry and then Cordoba doing it the same way, you know. Yeah, well, we'll get that going. We'll get some graphic going now for that, and we'll we'll shoot it on Twitter, Twitter, so people can have that. Nah, yeah, dope. Yeah, hundred percent. Alrighty then. Well, uh, hopefully, guys, you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming out. Sorry about the inconvenience of being a little bit late, but hey, um, sometimes life fun. gets the best of us. But we did have fun. It was good. This was great. We'll be back next week. Talk things all America, and then you know we'll hopefully have some good news for you guys. If not, then you guys can blame Solari or Banos, but most likely Banos. Alrighty then. You guys Not have good. a wonderful time. You guys have uh, take it easy, Christian. Are we been in the house on uh, Saturday or no? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, but the house, but the house on Saturday. But the house on Saturday, you guys have that. So go to your local bookies. Say that Christian sent you guys over and that we're betting the house. Bet two houses at that. Why not? Go for it. Live life at, at the largest scale possible. Uh, but with that said, you guys have a wonderful night. We'll be back. We'll be talking all things America next week. And until next time, you guys take care. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys. Uh, wait, wait, I haven't. Wait. Closed, the door did close, actually. Oh, hells no. AP Junior said, Ivan, there's someone behind looking at you. Nope. 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 Okay. He said, JK. You know what? I'm done. I'm closing this because now I'm not going to be able to sleep whatsoever. Okay. You know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. You guys have a wonderful night. You guys stay safe. If uh, you guys don't hear from me tomorrow, that's because the ghost has gotten me. And, um, He's going to be hosting next week's episode. All right. So you guys have a wonderful time. Take care. And as always, Arriba America. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 